Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. We have a pretty interesting program tonight. It's, uh, it's going to be exciting because, once again, uh, we have some uh, interesting entrepreneurs and some experts. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our first guest, Peter Champ. Hello. What I, Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm of the older generation, but there's still a lot of people uh, having babies in this world, thankfully. And uh, what I liked about uh, your company is it's all about babies. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, as we always do, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and how you got to to uh, uh, starting your company, Baby Comfy Care. Sure. Well, um, I was employed as a structural engineer, and uh, in 2008, in the uh, during the recession, I lost my pretty secure engineering job and all of a sudden I was spending a lot of time with my infant son Benjamin and uh, uh, he had chronic congestion a lot of mucus in his nose and sinuses and I I was really frustrated with the bulb and the battery type aspirators that are pretty much standard at your local pharmacy and I thought there's got to be a better way to do this and so I came up with a a better nasal aspirator design. And um, well, can you stop me? Can I stop you for a second? I'm sure you know what it is, but I don't know what a baby aspirator is. Oh, absolutely, sure. Well, um, uh, babies are obligate nose breathers. That means they they much prefer to breathe out of their through their noses. And so when their noses get stuffy, uh, it makes makes them particularly miserable. So. Nasal aspirators remove mucus from babies' noses. Uh, you're probably familiar with the little blue hospital bulb that they give you when you leave the hospital after the baby's born. That's pretty standard. Everyone goes home with that. But they just don't work very well because the bulb is, it has a small volume and uh, you have to squeeze it, insert it, squeeze it, insert it. Uh, it's kind of tedious. So... I came up with, you know, in some ways unique and other ways not unique. You use your own suction to suck the mucus out of the baby's nose. But, of course, the trick is that you don't get the snot in your nose. The device sequesters the the mucus. It traps it. So that's basically the concept behind the baby comfy nose, which is called. Okay. So you came up with this idea. A lot of people come up with it and develop a prototype. What did you do? Well, uh, I did have some engineering background, which is very helpful. I was able to generate a three-dimensional model on my computer, which helped me refine the design. And then kind of just happy coincidences. Uh, a neighbor of mine told me about a plastic, a plastic injection molding company that was in you know about 10 miles away from our house 
And so I went over there with my idea. And um, they said they could run a few hundred and take it from there. And um, so uh, I was able to you know, quickly, in about nine months, which is pretty quick from, pro, from concept to marketable product, uh, have a product on the market. Um, but that yeah. is quick. But, but yeah. how did you – how did you get the packaging done? Well, the packaging, and I, I, I went to stores and I looked at packaging and saw what worked and what I liked. And um, the remarkable thing um, about the Internet is that you can go online and pretty much find any product or service uh, that exists in the world and it was not hard at all to find you know, cheap, you know, inexpensive, but good quality packaging, and, in fact, in China. And uh, I hired a uh, graphic designer to um, uh, design the, the, you know, the graphics and then made the packaging. Yeah. Okay. So now you have the packaging. You got everything. What did you do? Well, the beginning was uh, there's a beautiful thing now called uh, mom bloggers. It's, it's an extraordinary phenomenon of uh, moms who share information either from their own blog websites or through discussion groups. And I just sent out hundreds of samples to moms to try it out and ask them in exchange if they could just write about it and spread the word if they liked the product. And um, I also uh, I had to create a distribution channel to sell it. So uh, I created an Amazon a fulfillment by Amazon account and I sent my products to Amazon and the orders came in and Amazon fulfilled it. Uh, so it really went viral from there. It really took off. Okay. Now what? we just got into it. Let me jump to the end, <laughs> and then I'll fill in the middle. We're now in 7,800 Walgreens uh, pharmacy uh, retail outlets throughout the United States. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Having done that, let's back up a little bit. Uh, yeah. um, let's just talk about Walgreens for a minute. Um, you know, with 7,800, you had to produce at least uh, uh, 15,000 pieces uh, or more. Uh, How many did you more, do that? Yeah. How did you do well, that? So my, the plastic injection uh, molding company, so this all started in 2009, the original concept. And we were just... I'm sorry? Five years. Yeah. We were just taken on to Walgreens uh, this year, so 2014. So it took about five years to uh, ramp up the production, work out the bugs, refine the product, and we were really at a point with the uh, plastic uh, molding company that they could... Um, produce the product, I would bring the retail boxes to their shop, and they had um, about 10 people assembling the Baby Comfy Nose into the retail boxes. And that's how we were able to meet the, the initial Walgreens orders and the subsequent replenishment orders up to today. How do you do the replenishment? Same way, or did you go to China? No, the replenishments, it's all done here. Um, the, the initial order um, shipped to you know, 10 distribution centers throughout the United States, and now the orders come in weekly from Walgreens via EDI, which is um, an electronic uh, management system for orders and invoicing 
And then we just ship them out UPS to uh, the 10 distribution centers across the United States. Wow. Here's a real success story. It's, it's going very well. Thank you. Well, um, all this from, the, from uh, being at home, a uh, stay-at-home dad, huh? Yeah, and um, we're very excited to be introducing a new product, which is uh, a, sort of a reinvention of the, nail, the baby nail clipper. And that's going to be launched uh, in September at um, at a nation a national baby kids expo in Las Vegas. The baby oh. comfy nail. We're we're keeping the baby comfy and just adding on the new product. Baby comfy nose, baby comfy nail. We have a new product which is a, a teaser, a baby comfy gummy, and. Um, the next product is the Baby Comfy Nail. Well, how did you come up with the Baby Comfy Name? The Baby Comfy Name? Uh, that was my mom's suggestion. Uh, we were looking uh, for a name that would work well in a URL. So it would be um, easy to remember and simply type into the um, search bar. And that's what we came up with. Wow, it seems everything fell into place for you. Yeah, it's, it's been going very well. Now, the I have a lot uh, to owe my wife because she came up with a product which is a sun protective sleeve. And this was before I had even thought of creating my own product. And... Um, when she was um, pregnant with our first child, uh, I decided to help her out with her product. And my um, contribution was to create a website to get the e-commerce components in place. And before I knew it, uh, I pretty much knew everything there was to know about small e-commerce websites. So from that, when I had the idea for the nasal aspirator, I pretty much had all the skills in place to just uh, create the new nasal aspirator business, Baby Comfy Nose. Wow. And now, uh, five, six years later, my wife's company, Eclipse Sun Products, is doing really well because uh, she's found a great niche with golfers um, from knuckle to top of arm sun sleeves. Um, golfers are out in the sun and the, uh, all day and they don't necessarily want to wear long sleeves. So the sun sleeves are um, very popular with golfers. Well, let me ask you, let's back up a minute. You said you found, uh, uh, you, you learned about small e-commerce sites. What did you learn about small e-commerce sites that you could uh, pass on to our listeners? Well, uh, I've gone down many different avenues, you know, from designing my own site uh, to hiring developers and one thing that seems to be really critical is um, that you need to know how your own website works. You need to be able to go into the back end, that is, you know, where all the coding lies, and be able to change something very quickly. If you hire somebody, which is just Fine. There's no problem in hiring somebody, but so important that you don't rely on that person if there is you know, a small fix that needs to be made or an emergency like the website goes down. You want to have those skills to be able to do it yourself. 
That would be my number one recommendation. Okay, you're talking to a very IT challenged individual, but they, <laughs> but you're right. Um, so, what's another thing you learned? Um, so, I found that Amazon is the small uh, product entrepreneur's best friend. It's really uh, an extraordinary. Um, organization in that it will let you sell pretty much anything online. And while there are certainly some um, hoops and challenges and uh, their customer service is excellent, um, I'm, I'm not, this isn't an advertisement for Amazon. They certainly don't need me. But um, it's a great place to start selling your product and getting feedback about your product. I made several changes to the baby comfy nose just by studying customer feedback. For example, um, I noticed that many people were commenting that the nose tip was a little bit too big for newborns. And my, my reaction at the beginning was, you know, oh, you just don't know how to, how to do it. You know, you don't know how it works. But after the fourth or fifth time somebody mentioned that, I realized, uh, you know, maybe the customer is right. So I went back and I had the nose tip redesigned to make it a little bit smaller so it could fit in the new, newborn's nose. Now this was, you know, invaluable feedback that crowdsourcing, you know, having it put in front of tens and hundreds of thousands of people and getting their honest opinion on your product. And the thing about Amazon is they're giving you their honest opinion. They really don't, there's not a lot of self-censorship when it comes to those reviews. Keep going. Um, keep going. I'm learning a lot. Sure. I hope my audience Certainly. is as well. Sure. Um, so we have several channels that we uh, sell the baby comfy nose through. Um, it's on pretty much every .com, diapers.com, drugstore.com, uh, babiesareus.com, Walgreens. Right now, we are, you know, we, we're, we're trying to get into the retail uh, environment more, and that is, um, it's a it's very hard get into the big stores. The fact that we got into Walgreens, I'm still kind of scratching my head. How did that happen? Um, well, hopefully it's because it's a great product and in fact it is selling very well. So that's well, how did, for how did you get it? How did you get it into Walgreens? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, Walgreens actually has a product submission portal you can literally go to their website and fill out an online form, submit a product. Uh, we did not get in that way. Uh, I submitted two years in a row and pretty much immediately got an email saying, uh, thank you, but no thank you. It wasn't until I hired a sales rep, um, you know, a manufacturer's representative who was familiar with large chain buying procedures who had the contact at uh, Walgreens and other stores and, was, and who was able to get a sit-down meeting with the Walgreens buyer uh, that um, anything started to happen. And even then, it was two more years of negotiation to get our product in. Uh, highly competitive. Very definitely. But how did you find the rep? Uh, well, that was a stroke of luck. Uh, he actually called me out of the blue, and which is usually a, um, you know, a warning sign. Uh, you know, why would this land in my lap? So, but I, you know, I did some research, due diligence about who the guy was, and he apparently had a track record. And he had heard about our product, I guess, through 
Amazon, through um, mom blogs, through other channels. And um, so um, he contacted us. But that's, that is unusual. Um, I can provide, if listeners are interested, I'll be happy to work with them on finding sales reps. It's a, it's a closed circle, but there's no reason that shouldn't be opened up. Well, um, how can people reach you? Through the Baby Comfy Care website. Uh, there's a contact us page. I'll get an email directly. Or peter at babycomfycare.com. Okay, and the name of your product. Well, one thing I want you to do is send me a p- picture of your product. I'm going to put it up for our archive files. Sure. Uh, You're describing it, and I think it would help our audience if they could see the product. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sort of looks like it's it's egg-shaped, and it breaks open in the middle like a uh, plastic Easter egg. On the bottom, there's a nose tip going out at a 90-degree angle, and then there's a, a flexible tube coming out the top. But I'd like to talk about the new product if, uh, if there's enough time. Keep on going in, until our next guest appears. Great. So um, it became really clear two, three years into this that um, it's, it's very hard to keep a business going with one product. You have to expand. Uh, the markets become saturated. Um, also, you've, done, you've worked so hard to create these sales channels, these marketing relationships, that to not come up with another product is wasting uh, enormous effort and uh, resources that you've worked so hard to create. So um, there was... Um, a mom in our neighborhood who had uh, a great idea for a nail clipper. And um, what's, what's different about this nail clipper is that instead of two blades, it has only one top blade. And instead of a bottom blade, there's a plastic plate. And the plate pushes the baby's skin back and out of the way, and the top metal blade cuts the nail. You really only need one blade to cut the nail. You don't need two blades. And parents find uh, the terrible experience of cutting their child's skin with uh, nail clippers is really common. And uh, this new nail clipper uh, really reduces any possibility that you cut any skin. Very excited about this product. So anyway, um, so this um, um, friend of ours came, came to me with the idea, and we decided to develop it together. Um, so it's the baby comfy nail Uh, nail clipper, and it's going to launch at the ABC Children's Expo in Las Vegas. ABC stands for All Baby and Child uh, Kids Expo. It's a huge baby product trade show uh, every year in Las Vegas. This year, it's the first week in September, and we will be launching the Baby Comfy Nail there. Well, you seem to be uh, uh, have done three things that most entrepreneurs don't do. Uh, one, it seems that uh, a you stuck with it. Two, uh, you recognize that you need more than one product. Um, and th- and I guess the third one is the modicum modicum of luck involved. There's always you the luck component. Yeah. Have you had any obstacles? 
in your uh, efforts? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I would say that, um, that <laughs> he pauses, he thinks. The, our biggest obstacle is, is trying to break through this barrier of um, getting into the babies are us, the bye-bye babies, uh, the targets, and just how challenging it is uh, to, to get there. Um, what we've gotten to the point uh, where economy of scale is could really work in our favor if we could just get a few more channels of sales. It doesn't. We have now all of our fulfillment channels in place, all of our marketing, all you know, insurance, manufacturer, and uh, our costs. Uh, would be significantly reduced on a proportional basis if we could much in, increase our production and our on our uh, distribution. So that is a an obstacle right now. Um, well, well, let me ask you a yeah. question: Are you profitable yet? Oh yes. Yeah, we were profitable in the. We've been in business for uh, five years. We were profitable in the in the second to third year. Yeah. Do you ever want to go back to a secure job? Not at all. <laughs> I, you... I'm not a very good employee. Uh, I have never taken uh, instructions very well. I always challenged my bosses. I didn't like to be any place for nine, eight, nine hours a day. Um, I, I'm, everybody is much better off um, with me working on my own, I can assure you. <laughs> well, you seem to understand yourself better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the next big goal of our business is um, automation having things really run on their own and uh, taking myself out of the day-to-day -day working and uh, yet not really having to hire anybody. I don't want to have employees uh, because just as I'm probably not a good employee, I'm probably not a great boss either. I prefer to hire contract labor, uh, graphic designers, um, you know, industrial designers, pe people that I can send a W-9 to at the end of the project and say, thank you very much. Um, when we need you, we'll give you a call again. And um, so that's how I envision running the business, um, really kind of uh, on our own, my wife and me together. Well, how is it working with your wife? Uh, um, well uh, working with your wife. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's sort of a healthy competition. Uh, uh, she has her sun sleeve business, and we kind of compare sales and uh, share marketing tips and see um, who gets more mentioned. But it's it's only, you know, her success is my success and vice versa. So there's no... Um, there's no ill feeling at all. Um, there, it requires um, a lot of um, patience uh, and uh, willingness to um, really stop and work and listen to the other person if they ha or have a question. Um, uh, that's, that's one of the challenges for me. Well, um, are, you, are you still working at home, or have you moved to an office? No, we, we work at home. Um, I actually prefer working uh, around uh, in coffee shops uh, that have good Wi-Fi. It's, it's like a thing from my college days. Um, I, I kind of like the hustle and bustle and the hubbub of the uh, um, 
public um, work environments, and uh, I don't really see the need to have an office. The kids are in school. Um, we have our own offices in the house, so no need to spend extra rent on an on a office outside of the house. It's fascinating what you're doing, and let, so let's continue. Um, what other advice would you give our audience? Well, let's see. Let me uh, step back and uh, look at what I was doing uh, today. Um, these days, I've chosen not to do advertising, but rather uh, public relations and connecting directly to um, bloggers, um, social media, simply for the reason that I don't pay any attention to advertising. Uh, I don't look at ads in magazines. When an ad comes on the TV, I mute it or walk away. I, I might flatter myself, but I really don't see that I'm particularly um, influenced by advertising. Therefore, I assume that most people are not. What I am influenced by are first-person um, testimonials, people who actually used a product, and that's why I think public relations, um, Facebook, um, uh, blog posts are so much more valuable than advertising, also cheaper. Um, I think advertising as a medium is phasing out as you know, newspapers are being replaced by you know, uh, online sources of information. TV is being replaced by Netflix and Amazon. Um, so in terms of marketing, uh, I would focus my energies in the uh, public relations, social media direction. Uh, that, would be, that would be a primary recommendation. Uh, Peter, uh, you've been a great guest. Um, we want you to come back and t talk more later on this year uh, after the ABC show. Great. Uh, uh, again, if, pe if people want to reach you. Yes, if they want to reach me, I'd love to hear... I love to uh, share my knowledge, and uh, uh, my email address is peter at babycomfycare.com, or just go to the Baby Comfy Care website and uh, contact us. It'll go Thank directly you. to me. Thank you. And uh, don't forget to send that picture. Okay, I'll send it right now. Have a nice day. Thank you, you too. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Our next guest is Rihanna James from Vivo. She talks about Hi. how reward programs can bring merchants, customers, added sales, and increased profits. Rihanna, welcome to the yes. show. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Well, uh, it's another topic. We've had an interesting entrepreneur on. Now we're hoping that you can uh, tell our audience a little bit about um, how um, a rewards program works because it's becoming increasingly a part of a, our marketing efforts. But first, we always ask our guests to say a little bit about themselves personally and how they got to where they are now. Sure. Um, well, I actually got involved with Vivo because I'm an angel investor, and so I was part of a group called the Desert Angels, which is like a shark tank group. Huh. And so when I heard You're a Vivo shark, come huh? and I'm a shark, exactly. <laughs> and so when I heard them um, pitch their product, I thought, this is um, amazing. The, the market is wide open. People are just starting to see the need for having mobile technology. Um, everything's going to your smartphones these days. And to be on the cutting edge of that, I was 
I, I loved the opportunity. So the first thing I did is I, I wrote a check to the company. I said, you know what, I want to invest in this. It's going to be an amazing opportunity. I'm going to get behind it. And as I cultivated that relationship, I realized that um, there's a lot of opportunity for me to get involved and plugged into the organization. And so just through um, building that relationship, they asked me to come on as their CEO. And so I did, and I'm, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to uh, what the future holds for Vivo. I think it's going to be pretty much epic. <laughs> what does Vivo do? So Vivo is a mobile application. You can download it on iTunes or Google Play, and it's really a loyalty engagement tool. Every one of us has, like, punch cards from merchants that we use all the time, um, some of them even have like reward cards, but that's not that's all archaic, right? Nobody wants that stuff in their wallet. They want it in a centralized place where it's easy to get to, and they can get um, the beauty of this app is is that they can actually get direct messages from the companies that they really like and they are already using their services. So that the one thing that is great about Vivo is you're not getting bombarded with uh, companies that you've never heard of before. It's not trying to um, get new customers per se, even though I think there will be some of that. It's really trying to get the people who, you know, love the business's products in the door more often. Those are the people who spend the money. Those are the people who already like the business. So it's, you know, just to cultivate that relationship and give them a two-way kind of communication is, I think, going to be great for small business. Well, uh, we always like advocates on this program. But, um, uh, uh, you know, people talk about this, and uh, uh, small businesses are not pioneers. Uh, right. So, um, and, you know, the, I just saw a survey the other day, uh, the other day that said, uh, actual um, uh, mobile uh, applications have actually plateaued uh, in in 2013 and in the early part of 14. Right. Um, uh, well, so why should a, a small business say, "Okay, I'm uh, I hear her, Rihanna, um, but uh, you know"? I don't know about this. What are the reasons why they should do it? Well, they should do it just because small businesses really have a hard time even setting up a website. I mean, in reality. And they're doing things, they're spending money already with things like Valpac or the Savvy Shopper, and those aren't getting them the types of return on investment that they're putting out. So this is a way for them to do it so inexpensively, like a dollar a day, to have a mobile presence, because people are looking. And they are being more selective at, at what they download. People don't want a whole bunch of individual restaurant apps on their phone. They want one centralized location where they can keep their deals, keep their loyalty cards, and make it easy on the consumer. So businesses, I mean, this is the way of the future. They have to realize that people aren't opening emails anymore. The drip campaigns are not working. So this is a way to engage customers that already like you. That's the key is if you can just get your loyal customers in the door two more times per month or one more time per month, your net profit is just going to go through the roof. So we're really trying to encourage businesses that this is investing in you know, the profitability of your company. You, you have to spend time on the customers that already like you. They spend way more money than the first-time customer. Everybody knows that. So if they can direct message them and prompt the behavior, the behavior that they want is the, the frequency of the customer to go up. So I think with the app, it's just a great tool for them. And it's not overly complicated. We have a, a wizard online that they could just go to vivo.com, go through the steps of the wizard, and like it's simple, simple, simple. So they don't even have to be tech savvy. And I think business owners especially – like the small mom and pops, they get overwhelmed. They're like, I can't do this. You know, it's too, it's too much. But it's, it's like a, a seven-step, easy, easy. Like my son was playing on it, and it's, it's so easy, like a 12-year-old could do it. Like, simple well, Simon. 
Okay, but let's back up a minute. Um, uh, I'm I'm a customer of the local cleaning store. Let's use that as an example. Um, right. And I have a mobile phone. Uh, yes. uh, and the cleaning store puts in Vebo. And how do you spell Vebo, by the way? It's V-E-E-B-O. Okay. So um, but, uh, what it seems to me is I'm just adding another app to my uh, phone. For the customer? The customer, yes. Right. You are adding. But there's going to be dozens of merchants in the major cities that have that are listed on the Vivo platform. And what you have the opportunity to do is to join the places that you like. So you're not getting overly, you know, spammed by new businesses or businesses you've never heard of. You're actually joining a loyalty program so you can get updates to the place but but I do, but I do as the merchant have to say, look, I am now a Vibo uh, uh, participant. Uh, sign up for Vibo. Am I correct? Right. It's just like Safeway or Fries. Like the first time you went through the line, and you didn't even know that they had a, a rewards program or a loyalty program, and they're like, hey, sign up today. Yes, it's totally on the merchant to sign up their customers, and as they do, there's a um, a merchant dashboard that they can see online, and they can see how many customers are coming in. And they can, every month that they're part of the program, that's going to grow. And so they're going to have more people that they can communicate with. That's the beauty of the whole thing, is that the more they do it, the more time that they invest in it, the more people they're going to have on the platform, which they can communicate with. Well, if I understand you correctly, um, not only am I, is that cleaning store um, getting it, but they're also um, part of a, um, a group of stores so they might not only get their own customers, they might get other customers from other stores as well. Am I hearing you correctly? Well, the, you'll be able to see. It's the, the beauty of our technology is that it's geofence. So it's going to locate the stores that are closest to your current location. Because with a smartphone, you can tell exactly where people are and it locates you, like pinpoint your exact location. So you're going to be able to see the closest stores that are on the Vivo app. And then, yeah, there is absolutely a full um, array of discovery. So you can be like, where do I want to have dinner and see what's around me if you are like only wanting to use Vivo merchants. But if you don't want to do that, it's really relevant for a, a like the most tiny city ever, they don't have to have like 12 other businesses on the platform. It really can just serve one business too in a local area. That's the beauty of it. Well, are you expanding geographically? Are you going into different we, cities? We, we are. I mean, this is we just launched last week, and so we really want to spend our efforts over the next 12 months taking this nationwide. And um, I it's so inexpensive that I think it's going to catch on like wildfire because it's, it's something very small that a business can do that can have great impact and rewards for them. Okay. What, what cities are you in now? Well, we've just launched in Tucson and Phoenix, and um, we're starting to enroll merchants right now. And it's really just teaching people how to use the wizard, getting them on, getting their promotional materials. We have um, a second step. It's not just geofencing. We also use a QR code. And this also cuts down in um, fraud with small business, especially if they're doing a loyalty punch card. Because you know how, like, sometimes you go in and, and the front desk girl really likes you, so she'll give you, like, right. three or four punches. <laughs> uh -huh. And so that, all, all that eats into the profits of the business. So this is a way that's quality control. You, you never have to wonder, you know, if somebody got a card from somebody else. It's all, you know, on their phone, and the merchant can track everything. They can track the visits, how often they come in, and they can send special messages. Maybe it's just to, like, people who haven't been there in eight weeks or they want to send birthday promotions. There's so much data that they're collecting that they can choose, like, whatever they want to send out, and they can take it down immediately. 
So say like a, a pizza company has all this dough and nobody's in. They can send out, you know, free pizza tonight from 4 to 7, uh, knowing that they're going to make all their money on alcohol. And then as soon as the place fills up, they can take down whatever special that they put up because it, it's, it's really designed to serve the needs of the business. We want small businesses to be super successful. And so this is just a tool they can use to get their message out. And uh, it will be really interesting to see how people adopt it and the different specials and the different punch cards that merchants are going to put up. And I think, you know, the, the collaboration in the community, we really want to help small business. So we're going to be putting out blogs and ideas for them because a lot of, like you said, a lot of small businesses really don't understand the whole marketing and advertising. I mean, they do one thing really well and that's their business, but all the other, it can be so overwhelming. So we really just want to help small business and give them the tools that they need. Uh, Rihanna, we want you to come back in a couple of months oh. or in September and tell us how you're doing. But tell people I would how love to, that. Uh, tell people how they can reach you and your website. Sure. The, the website is vivo.com. And they can reach me directly at rj at vivo.com. Say, uh, spell out the website again. Sure, it's v-e-e-b-o.com. Okay. And then I'm just rj at vivo.com. Okay, Rihanna, please uh, put it in your book to come back in September and we'll talk how you're doing. I would love that. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners are very interested. <laughs> Perfect. Our next guest is Deb Bowen. She's an authority on nudism. <clears throat> and when I uh, heard about her, I had to have her on the program <clears throat> because I think nudists are an underserved marketplace and one that uh, small businesses can uh, learn a lot from. Deb, are you on the line? I am. Excuse me. Well, Deb, first we always ask our guests a little bit about themselves before we get into talking about uh, nudism, um, which I don't practice it except around the house. But um, uh, I do know it's a very interesting subculture, having done a few stories on it, and I do know that uh, it's often ignored. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself, Deb. Uh, well, I've been in the uh, nudist clothing optional business for probably actually about 20 years, uh, officiating as management at uh, one of the nation's most exclusive resorts for 12 years. I'm also an entertainer, so I sing uh, and entertain as well. well. So it keeps me in the public eye, so to speak. Well, um, you're somewhat of an authority. What uh, how, what separates, uh, as a small business, if I wanted to look at the uh, nudists as an audience, what are the characteristics of them that, uh, that set them apart, and how do you market to them? Well, the thing people need to realize is that there's nothing that really sets nudists apart. Uh, they are the same as you. They are your neighbors. They are the teachers in your children's schools. They are the police officers. They're the judges you have to go before. Um, and they're just like everyone else. Unfortunately, the uh, way the world is right now, a lot of them can't be forthcoming with their lifestyle choices, so they have to keep it uh, somewhat private. Um, but there's nothing that sets a nudist apart from anyone else that would be, you know, uh, as interested in any other kind of small business or large business. Well, we know that, but uh, yet um, what are some of the characteristics that um, a small business, um, or any business for that matter, can, um, uh, can utilize to uh, develop a... A, a program that, that appeals to them. Well, everyone is looking for that perfect niche market that that uh, is the cornerstone in American business. You've got to find your niche, and the nudist and clothing optional uh, industry has been the one industry uh, of very few that have not experienced a downfall with the economy. 
they have continued to keep growing. Um, so how to reach them is just to provide uh, a service that is open to their lifestyle choice and not to be judgmental. Um, that's pretty much all you need to be. Well, it's it's difficult. Um, I sit on a medical marijuana board, and uh, I've not been a uh, advocate of marijuana usage, uh, but uh, found that. But uh, uh, found that um, uh, it, it does have some, a very positive medicinal uh, uses. But um, yes, they are. Are but. Uh, are there ways? Of, well, how do you indicate that you're a clothing option uh, resort? How do you go in and say we welcome you? Like, like uh, the gay and lesbian community now, uh, ha- uh, uh, you know, we welcome gays, etc. How can how can you make it known that you that you're um, uh, uh, non-judgmental? Uh, mainly just, you know, making sure that the general public realizes that you're not, uh, you don't discriminate. You don't discriminate about, uh, about you know, gay and lesbian any more than you would discriminate against a, a nudist. So just the fact that you, you know, let them know that they're welcome in business. Well, Pasco County, where Caliente Resort is located, is the nudist capital of the world. There are I'm sorry, seven what county is that? Pasco County. It's just uh, it's adjacent to Hillsborough County in Florida. Ah. So right just north of Tampa. Um, so we are the the nudist capital of the world. There is a seven nudist destinations available within this county. One thing that they do every year is they start a two dollar bill campaign where they pay for all of their purchases at local businesses with a two dollar bill. They go to, to the bank and specifically request their money be given to them in $2 bills so that when they pay for their items, people realize how much business nudists provide in our area. And that has shed such a, a illuminating light on um, our businesses to let them know that the majority of the business they get are from people that are nudists who they would never have known had it not been for the $2 bill campaign as a way to showcase that we are here and we are nude and we're proud of it, so um, we're no different than anybody else. Well, I don't think you, you are. and I, um, uh, You know, it, 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 it's a lifestyle and it, it's healthy. I go to St. Martin every, uh, uh, every March for my vacation, uh, Orient Beach. Yes. Yes. And uh, we always make a point to spend one day at Orient Beach on the clothed side. But uh, the the unclothed side is uh, very, very active. Um, uh, It's just surprising. I just just wanted you on the program because I wanted to give a a different viewpoint, and uh, you're certainly providing it. Um, uh, my thought is if uh, we welcome $2 bills uh, might uh, uh, trigger some response from people. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Uh, 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 tell us a little bit, how do you, you have a resort. How do you advertise? Um, well, the beauty, you know, when I first started in this business, which was many, many, many years ago, um, I had to fight for any amount of uh, cleavage or, you know, just a little bit of skin to showcase what we are. The good thing about America and the rest of the world, which actually the rest of most of the world has been more comfortable with the, uh, the nudity than America has because we were based and begun by the Puritans. So we had a long way to go. Um, but the good thing about advertising in general is that they are embracing the nude body. Um, for example, Jurgens, one of the most wholesome um, products on the American market, has a current advertising campaign where the girl is, is diving into a pool with nothing more than a ribbon around her body. So 
thank God for um, the general marketing campaigns of most major businesses who have realized that skin is in, it's not taboo, and um, it's a great way to attract attention of all sides, whether it's male, female, family, non-family. They've kind of made it just a general thing. So it's not so taboo. And that works so good for the message that we've been trying to uh, relay to the general public for years. We're no different than anybody else. We just happen to do, to choose to do what we do with less clothes on. Depending on, depending on the category that you fall in, there's three different types of nudists. You have your naturists, which are all natural. The way God made you is the way you're going to be. I have personally coined the phrase organic nudist because they're all natural all the time. Uh, then you have your weekend warrior nudists or the people that choose to live a nudist lifestyle, whether it's living in a community or whether it's what they choose to do with their free time, they're going to be nude any opportunity that they have. And then you have your clothing optionalist who to get to decide what comfort level they feel more, more comfortable at, whether it's you know wearing a bottom and no top, a top and no bottom. Maybe it's just a big hat, heels, and a, and a beautiful necklace. So the beauty of clothing optional is you get to, to, to decide to decide your own comfort level, and your and and that provides you um, the opportunity to go as far as you want to go and do it at your own speed. Whether it's starting out with just maybe a little bit and then going full Monty or starting out full Monty, you have the choice. And it's, really that's what America is based on, the freedom of choice. And that's what you get at a clothing option resort. Well, I remember um, in the 60s, uh, Luciano Palazzo appeared nude in Vogue magazine and it created quite a stir. And then at the same time, a woman wrote to Ann Landers and said that she liked to uh, uh, clean her house in the uh, in nude. Uh, and uh, created quite a storm. Um, uh, I, I happen to have covered some of those. So, uh, if people wanted to talk to you more about it, how can they do it? Um, absolutely, they can. They can email me directly if they have any specific questions that they they want to ask someone specifically. My personal email is d for Deb Bowen B O W E N at calienteresorts.com, or just yeah. Google a nudist um, experience. Um, Another, uh, uh, something people don't realize is that famous nudists go back all the way to Abraham Lincoln, who practiced nudity, George Washington. Um, It goes as far back as, as you can imagine to the current celebrities of today, uh, Halle Berry, um, the uh, Victoria's Secret models, um, everybody from you know, uh, in front of the camera or behind the camera are outspoken more today than ever that that's the lifestyle that they choose or a right that they choose to embrace. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. Uh, we, uh, we always hope that people will find something to, uh, 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 interesting or to, to do in our uh, program. So I, I'm really glad you came on board. Well, thank you very much for having me, and I welcome anyone to contact me directly. I will answer any question. Um, if you'd like to know more about our resort, um, our website is uh, com. It's plural, as we have a sister resort in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you, and you have one as well. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you would like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, 
email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.